You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Cavaliers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Facebook? I am Chris Manning uh, from FearTheSword.com in the Locked on Cavs podcast here to take some of your Cavs questions. It's an ugly stretch for the team right now early in the season, having lost to the Nets, the Magic, the Pelicans, the Knicks, all within the last week with the one win coming over the Chicago Bulls. Um, defense has looked bad. Some lineup changes with four starting lineups already this year for the Cavs. Uh, been a little bit up and down for the Cavs so far, but um, I'm here to take any questions you have about the Cavs, run through some of the what's going on with the team right now, uh, some of what has happened, and, and look ahead for the week. Uh, this week they do have, they will play, they play Indiana on Wednesday, they play uh, the Wizards on Friday, and then play the Hawks on Sunday, so you have some winnable games for the Cavs this week. Indiana will play very hard. They're, they're scoring a lot. They're not playing great defense, but that's a team that's going to come in um, and, and take on the Cavs with a lot of effort. And you have a team in Washington that, that likes to get up for these Cavs games, that sees them themselves as a rival for the Cavs, that will want to make a statement. Um, and it should have a good opportunity considering how the Cavs are playing of late in John Wall in particular could have a really big game. And then you get the Hawks on Sunday, and the Hawks look like one of the league's absolute worst teams right now. Um, but still, the Cavs should be fine. Uh, my general opinion on that is I think the Cavs, in time, will really figure this out. This isn't a team that is really taking things all that seriously right now. Uh, Ty, no, I'm not a bandwagon. I've been covering this team and writing about this team since I was a freshman in college, and I grew up in Cleveland. So, no, not a bandwagon. And who cares if people are bandwagons, whatever. Um, this team should be fine. Look, like if you're looking at, at what LeBron is saying, he's not too worried. And I, and I think if he's not too worried, then you, you'll have... Um, you'll have some reasons to look in and kind of say that they should be fine. If LeBron says they're fine, um, you know, they should be fine. Lou, I, I think, is in a situation where he's frustrated. I think, you know, some of the... Um, you have these lineup issues where Lou is trying to figuring out what what's going on and, and is not having his full option of guys, and, I, and I think that's impacting things as well. But... Um, it's an interesting time. They just look. They've looked bad. They're again making all these lineup changes, and it's been a really ugly start to the year. You can already kind of see some of the the things that have really plagued him in the in the last few regular seasons with bad defense and just sloppy effortless play on both ends of the floor already popping up and rearing its head. Um, I mean, just you can watch the Knicks game, and the Knicks are bad. Um, the Knicks are a team that aren't very good, and the Cavs really should beat them. I mean, they have Porzingis and. Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway, like these are not great players besides Porzingis, and the Cavs got beat down in that game. That's a problem. Um, we got two questions here about Tyron Lue. Uh, Tony Gibbons says, "I wonder if Lue's coach, Coach Lucid, is going to start to get warm." And Brazy Kings, do you think it's the coaching staff? So I, I don't think, I don't really know if there's anything Lue could do that's that's really on him. I think you know it'd be worth wondering if. Some of the the things he likes to do could be done differently. Like the Cavs love to switch pick and rolls, and maybe they don't have the personnel to do that. Maybe they don't have the personnel to uh, switch everything. Maybe they're better off playing 
uh, kind of doing things where they just have to fight over screens, and maybe that gets guys more engaged. And it could have the opposite effect where guys still don't get engaged. Um, I, you know, I think Lou is someone that maybe isn't the most, um, you know, super creative. He's not Brent Stevens necessarily, but he has really good ATOs. He, he I think, has a really good command of, of the mood of the team. And in a way, David Blatt never did. He connects with LeBron. He connects with the other guys of the team. He has their trust, I believe. So I don't really think it's the coaching. I think what you're seeing with the Cavs is they as a team, and this does include Lou, so I mean, if you think that's a fault, I think that'd be fair. But I think if you look at what's going on with them, they just don't take the regular season all that seriously. Um, Tyron Lou and the Cavs and LeBron James and the Cavs basically just don't value the regular season all that much. They, they, they're they playing the long game. They're trying to stay healthy. And look, they just have a bunch of pieces that are new and they've been on the lineup. Derrick Rose has been out of the lineup. Um, they have concerns with what is... with what is really going to be on the team. Like, when Isaiah Thomas comes back, how do you dis- distribute minutes between Isaiah Thomas and Derrick Rose and and Dwayne Waite they, if they all sort of fill the same role? Um, you know, do you have to trim the rotation at some point and, and go really thin because you just can't put together good enough defense if you're not not playing certain guys? And who gets sacrificed there? And how do you balance still having enough shooting and stuff? But um, there are a lot of... Um, there are a lot of things that just can't be answered right now because you don't have Isaiah and you're still figuring other stuff out. Uh, John Michael Kors asks, why does he want to play fast when his team is old and slow? They beat Golden State by making it a half-court game, keeping the score low. Um, you know, I, I think... I, I mean, I think it's a fair question. I think... Um, I think it's complicated because I think the, the, the one thing I have really liked about this team so far is that they're not just starting their sets at 16 seconds in the shot clock they're actually pushing the ball um off of live rebounds they've been one of the league's best teams in that they're in i think the 86 percentile and in, in among teams in pushing the ball off of live rebounds that's a lot of kevin love pushing the ball up the floor um you know lebron james is really hard to defend in transition it's hard to track the shooting the Cavs still kind of have in transition um maybe against golden state you have to go back to that but the personnel of the team is different as well it's it's harder to do that half court really slow style when you don't have two super good isolation guys. Without Kyrie Irving, you know, it's harder to do that. I don't think you can bank on Dwayne Wade to to do that. Kevin Love, I think Kevin Love is really good and should be around on this team and all of that, but I don't know if you can have him do that against Golden State. Um, he was being defended by Draymond Green, right? That's a problem. It's just harder to do that style now with, with this roster in tow, and I think you know, maybe they find a way to make that work when Isaiah comes back, but I think they're actually going to be better off overall if they can have some more movement and push the ball just a little bit more because it, it makes you less stagnant. It, it means it's going to be harder for defense to track you from moving around a bunch, and again, without Kyrie, you can't really replicate what they did against Golden State without Kyrie, who is this uber-elite um, guy in the half court in, in isolation. Without Kyrie... I don't think you can replicate that offense. I just think when you when you moved on from him and had to trade him, it's a problem. Uh, John Miguel, uh, thank you for answering for asking that question. It was a really good question. Hadn't really thought about that before. Um, we got a question from Twitter at Zarusa85. Uh, Boya J asks, is there any chance Chetty, uh, Ozman, the Cavs rookie from Turkey, can earn maybe 10 minutes a night as a rotation player? He's a great passer and plays with a lot of energy. So I think he's someone who could earn some minutes. I think he's someone who... 
maybe could get some time if the situation works out correctly for him. I think um, he's someone who is going to come in and play hard, and maybe they just need that. Maybe instead of playing him on Shumper, you play Osman, and you just let him make mistakes and learn. It's something the Warriors, I, I think the Warriors deserve a lot of credit for, even though they you know didn't play Jordan Bell the other night. The last two years, they've played Patrick McCaw. They have played Jordan Bell. They've played Kevin Looney. They've played James Michael McAdoo. They've played these guys that are, that are young and they're trying to develop for the future when they have to replace guys. And I think as maybe getting Osman and, and maybe Ante Zizic to a lesser degree, some minutes could help. Um, Osman in particular, you know, he's going to fight around screens. He He's going to struggle shooting, but he's going to uh, fight around screens and... Uh, and do all these things that you sort of just need, and maybe getting him on the floor with Corver and Wade could be a good way to get him integrated into the NBA. Um, I, I certainly think there could be a role for him, but I don't know if Lou is going to um, do that right now, at least. We'll, we'll see if he makes some changes. Maybe he benches someone if things keep going bad, because uh, he seems certainly the most fed up out of anybody. Uh, James Hoffman asked, when do you start to panic if this team continues to struggle? So we're six games in seven games into the year however many games um if they have if they look awful going into the playoffs and isaiah thomas doesn't look integrated or healthy if if they're banged up and they just look dreadful then i would be worried but i think if you're this early in the season because you have lebron because you still have kevin love because this team has a track record of flipping the switch because they still have all these pieces to integrate that we just don't know yet they could still make a move with the nets pick their own first round pick um osman could be a trade asset zizic could be a trade asset this team might not look the same, um, you know, in a couple of months, and they should be better, and, and getting Isaiah back will be a big thing. So I, I think it's way too early to panic. Um, you know, I, and also, it also depends on what you sort of are expecting out of the Cavs, right? Like, if you think they should just go out of the East, and that's that's their their ceiling, maybe you that's you don't need to panic. If, if, you're, if you think winning the finals is realistic, then maybe it is time to panic because they, they have a, lot, a long way to go for that. But... Um, in my mind, no reason to panic at all with this team at all yet. Uh, Patty O'Sullivan asks, also, uh, what do you think is our ideal rotation until Isaiah comes back? Personally, we need Fry in the rotation. Agree with that. And Jeff Green is our sixth man, as he's been surprisingly productive with LeBron on the floor mostly. He's been way only playable with LeBron on the floor. You can go to NBA.com backslash stats, um, and he's only been good with LeBron on the floor. And does Lou need to stagger rotation with Kevin Braun? I saw Mike Zavgano, chef to Mike Zavgano, tweeted about it a couple times, and seems like it needs to be done. We need to have to get more touches in the post. He has no confidence at times. So um, I'll, I'll say this. I think the I think the starting five, I liked the original starting five. Let's just assume they're going to work with um, the starting five of Rose, JR, LeBron, Thompson, and... And Kevin Love. That's that's your starting five. So I think what you want to do is Green's Green. You want to play Green with LeBron. Uh, if you're going to play him, you might as well try to maximize him. The problem is you also want Crowder to play with LeBron. You want Kyle Korver to play with LeBron. So this is the, just in terms of basic pairings. I would like to see. Um, I would like to see Crowder with LeBron as much as possible. I I think that makes the most sense. It, it's you're probably going to unlock your best defensive lineups. I think Corver with those guys makes a lot of sense. And I don't know what you do a point guard. Maybe it's just Shumper defending ones with LeBron, kind of doing what he's done the past couple years and just handling that role with bench units. Um, and then I really want to see Dwayne Wade paired with, with Kevin Love. I think that is a way to get bench scoring with LeBron off the floor. And then I think eventually you get to a point when you get Isaiah Wade and Love and you can make that work. And, yes, that's going to – Wade has looked way more comfortable when he's on the floor with no other – 
star quality players and all these different aspects of it. But um, I think you have to start doing that. And I think LeBron is going to elevate the lowest roster guys. He elevated Derek Williams last year. He's elevating Jeff Green right now. Um, he's going to make guys better, even Derek Rose, who doesn't fit well with. And and maybe Rose is the odd man out. I, I think that's a, a, a totally workable um thing there and I think if you're looking at what this team is really going to need I think Wade and Love make sense as a pairing I think LeBron with all bench units make a lot of sense um, but that's a really good question and it's going to be uh, a, a thing for them where I think they're going to have to figure a lot of this out as they go uh, Michael Brooks on Twitter asks could the Cavs include D. Rose in a trade for Bledsoe is there a date they have to wait to include him so they can't trade him for three months after signing so that would be late December um, they could theoretically do that. I don't know why the Suns would do that. I don't think Bledsoe is a really realistic option for the Cavs. Um, I think that's a situation where um, he's just not really going to be available for them. So I, I would say, Rose, yeah, you maybe could get rid of him. I think his signing, you know, maybe if he doesn't call the run, it's less of a deal. I, I'm concerned he's not going to be healthy. I think there's a lot of issues with him. Um, and Patty, thank you for for tuning in. I, I appreciate you joining this chat. Um, and always tune tune in if you're the sword. It's uh, the best cows walk online, in my super biased opinion. Uh, James Hoffman also asked a good question. Uh, second one from him. Also, Jr. continues to struggle on both sides of the ball. What is the move? I think you just got to ride with Jr. I mean, I think you know he's got a little bit of a back issue. He's feuding with Stephen A. Smith right now, uh, calling the ESPN personality and Uncle Tom and stuff because of what uh, Stephen A. said about him about him wearing a hoodie, which is just, it's, it's a comical thing that Stephen A. Smith said. Um, but I think Jair should be fine. He, he's, he's played with little effort. I think the back certainly is going to, um, bug him. I think you have to find a way to get him going. Him is another guy who benefits from playing with LeBron without question. Defensively, to me, is is the bigger deal because his three point shot, his form hasn't looked totally off. I think he's still getting good shots, but he's he's put forth a really really bad defensive effort, and the Cavs rely on him to be a good defender. He's been quality since the Cavs got him from the Knicks. Um, has had moments where he's been bad, was really bad against the Knicks on defense. Um, and you're looking at a guy who I think needs to get back to some sort of quality play, and it's we'll, we'll see if he can get there. But it would be big for the Cavs if they could get him back there and. They need him, and they need him to, to space the floor. I mean, this is a team that has lost spacing. This is a team that doesn't have Kyrie to space the floor from the point guard position anymore. It doesn't have – basically doesn't have Kyrie. It doesn't have Kevin Love necessarily doing the exact same things anymore, and Channing Frye is not playing as much, and Crowder's three-point shot is a question. And this team just doesn't have as much shooting. And when you replace Kyrie Irving with Dwayne Wade and Derrick Rose, you're losing shooting. When Isaiah's on the floor, and because he's hurt, you don't have as much shooting. You have to get back to that. Um, and you know, in Bledsoe, as you know, Brent Williams saying like Bledsoe has defense. Like if he's engaged, he's a really good defender. I just don't think I, I don't think the Cavs have the package unless they do the Nets pick um, to do that. And I think. Uh, I think if you're looking at what they need to kind of figure this all out, um, the Cavs have to kind of just f- make it work until they get there. And like I think if if they want to get Bledsoe, they could probably throw the next pick in Ozman and something and do it, and maybe that works. I think they're gonna hold on to that next pick. I think 
unless they just decide they need to make a panic trade and LeBron commits, I think they're going to hope that pick um, will become useful. We'll see if it actually does. And I think you're looking at a situation where this roster is going to be what it is, except for maybe some ancillary pieces where they trade their own first-round pick for something, but they, they need JR, they need Isaiah to come back. Isaiah's health is going to be one of the biggest things for this cast team this year. And if and when he comes back at full strength or 80% of it or some version of what he was last year, that would be the biggest acquisition the Cavs will make this year, in my opinion. Um, we got a question from Twitter about Boogie. You know, Michael Brooks has another question. Do you think the Cavs will eventually make inquiries for DeMarcus Cousins? I would, I would say no. I, you know, it doesn't have the you know the necessary LeBron connection. Um, he's going to be a free agent in the summer. The Cavs are trying. The Cavs are look everything you have to know. Um, with the Cavs right now. Everything with the Cavs right now, you have to look into the view that they're they're trying to avoid what happened when LeBron left last time. This is a team that does not want to be terrible again. They want to be in a situation where they're set up for success post-LeBron if he leaves next summer. So that, that Nets pick, um, they're young players. Those are really, really important. So that is going to be it for uh, today's uh, live chat. Uh, you can check out all of our content at ForTheStore.com. The Cavs will be back in action on Wednesday. And we'll see how things go. But this has been Chris Manning. Talk to you guys again soon.